Today on the show, we're talking to a young lady who was in and out of uni three times and just wasn't sure what career path she wanted to take. During that time, she solved the problems of a large health organisation by using social media to connect and engage with the local community. And yep, she turned that idea into a business of her very own. Open for Business. You've tuned in to episode six. If you're new to the show, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. If you're a long-time listener, welcome to you as well. Regardless of whether you're new or whether you've listened to some past episodes, how about we have a virtual high five? Are you ready? I bet that was your first podcasting high five. Big show today, guys. But before we get into it, how about a bit of a quick check-in? I want to know how you're going. Things are going really well here at Open for Business, but I want to know a bit about you. Do you have a business idea? Are you finding it hard to get a job at the moment? Do you need some support to get your idea up and running? If you do, you're listening to the right show. Hit me up on Twitter or you can send me an email, anthony at openforbusiness.net.au and let's get that dream of yours started. Let's get things really kicking along. After all, that's what Open for Business and this podcast is all about, providing you with motivation and support. Now, talking about motivation, this episode should provide loads of that. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we're talking to a young lady today who built a business from the solution to a problem. And that's what it's all about. It's about finding the solution to your customer's problem. That's where the money's at. If you've got the solution, they will pay it. They will pay you for it. So today's episode is with Jessica Humphreys. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, she was in and out of university, wasn't sure where she wanted to go career-wise. Jessica lives in a suburb just outside of Melbourne in Victoria, Australia. And she's going to tell us exactly how she turned the solution that she came up with into a business of her very own. The first thing I asked Jessica was, what did she always want to be when she grew up? Oh, I had plenty of things in mind. I think (laughs) two things really stick out more than the others. And I really wanted to be a singer. Um, I thought that was a great profession. And I um, was in the National Children's Choir of Australia. I did singing lessons for about 15 years. Um, It really dominated my life, um, except I had stage fright. Right. So um, at about 22, I gave that up. Um, probably actually earlier than that, I gave that up and decided, look, it's too stressful for me. I'm not going to do it, yep. um, which is, is really funny because now I speak in front of large crowds sometimes and um, I've had a few people say, well, are you going to get back into singing? Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure. And look, I, I took it so far as to even um, study music industry at university for a while. Okay. So I thought even if I couldn't sing, I could I could work in the music industry. Yeah. But it just didn't really fit. Um, and then I also wanted to be a lawyer. Uh, funny, funny you should say yeah. that. I um, <laughs> I, uh, I interviewed Nathan Chan last night and that's exactly the same thing that he said. He's like, oh, I've always wanted to be a lawyer. I was like, okay. So funny you should mention that. 
I'm a bit obsessed with like the law still. Legal studies was my favorite subject when I was when I was at school. Okay. And I really love that kind of stuff. But yep. I think funnily enough, the same thing held me back um, from singing as it did being a lawyer. The getting up in front of people mm. uh, just crippled me, particularly at, at when you know, when you're eighteen, you're finishing school and you're thinking about your future. Those things really held me back from um, achieving anything I really wanted at that point. But nowadays you, you're standing up in front of a crowd anyway. So it's funny how it turns around, doesn't it? <laughs> I know, it? it's crazy. Back there when people said, you'll get over it, I was like, never, I never. won't. I've tried so hard. <laughs> oh, doing a great job now, I'm sure. Hey, um, what sort of things are you passionate about? Um, obviously, um, social media is a big part of your life and education and that sort of thing. What sort of other things do you like to get up to? Oh, it's funny you say that because my, my other side um, is gender politics and sexual politics. That's yep. my academic area of interest. Okay. Um, so I wrote my thesis on the sexual politics of female burlesque. Right. And I really like exploring gender issues. So yep. um, I've recently started writing as myself on topics that aren't related to social media. So I've just written for a brand new website called Mum Life, mm. an article on um, pornography and the impacts it has on your children. Yep. Um, my my views on this kind of stuff is probably a little bit different to the common view, but um, I'm obsessed with reading. Like I love Ariel Levy's Female Chauvinist Peaks. Yep. Um, it's a really good book. I, I just I love gender issues. I love debating. I love news. I'm a bit of a news junkie. Awesome. Um, yeah, and I, I like trying to work out i've done two workouts yesterday and one today and i'm so sore you're ahead of me i haven't done anything today so (laughs) well done on that good stuff on the motivation and i love my footy and i like riding a dirt bike on the weekends which is the complete opposite to my day-to-day life a bit of everything hey i like um anything that kind of gets me like clears my mind because I'm usually so much on my work yeah. that it really needs to be probably something really high intensity or something that I can really lose myself in to be doing anything else. Mm-hmm. Who do you follow in the footy? Oh, the best football club, Geelong. Oh, Geelong. <laughs> uh, you're talking to a Bombers man here, so we won't get into a debate about AFL. We'll just leave that one. Funny, my dad just rang me this morning actually and he said, look, your time's come. You know, I think oh, you're going to yes. get an MCC membership. All right. So I'm pretty excited about that. Excellent. Uh, yeah. I've been waiting many, many, many years. So. I can imagine. Mm. Oh, you'll enjoy that. I've got a few friends that are uh, MCC members and uh, they make good use of it and it all seems to be a lot of fun. So I uh, hope you enjoy that one. Oh, I hope so. I reckon. So um, Social Concepts Consulting, can you give us a bit of the, the backstory on that, on the, on the business and how it all started? Yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's a funny story. Um, I went to uni three times and quit three times yeah I started off doing arts I hated it and I thought look unless you've got a career path a really like detailed path plan prior Mm. arts is kind of that degree you might just fall into walking away with an arts degree not knowing what you're going to do um so I I left I went back a second time I lasted a year this time and I did music industry as I mentioned earlier Mm-hmm. But you had to do micro, macro, statistics and accounting. I hate maths. Fair um, enough. <laughs> I quit. I, I worked I worked full-time in between these um, stints at unis, I call them. Yeah. Um, and I worked full-time at Just Car Insurance and I really hated it. Um, it, was, it taught me some great skills that I can apply in life now. But, you know, working in a phone job uh, can be a bit repetitive. So yeah. I went back to uni the following year. 
um, to do a public relations communications degree and that's where I really just fell in love. Um, I was living out of home. I'd been living out of home for a few years and I feel like for me being, I was probably around 20, 21 at this point, that um, I took uni so much more seriously because I was leaving a full-time job to do this. Mm. I had to pay bills and I really knuckled down um, and I ended up doing honours, which people were surprised by. My family and friends were like, oh, gosh, she's going to uni again. She's not going to last. It was a bit <laughs> of a joke. Yep. Um, and then it was hard because I got a government permit to start work at 14, so I worked at Woolworths for 12 years and um, I did three internships at uni. I won the PR award at Monash and I kind of came out of uni thinking, wow, (laughs) I'm pretty employable. I've got all these skills. I've done pretty well um, and I couldn't get a job. (laughs) Devastated. It was really hard. I submitted my thesis and I think it was about six months from the day I submitted my thesis to the time I gained full-time employment. And people say that, oh, six months isn't long. And I guess in hindsight you can say that. But at the time, it was six months of the the longest time for me. I was still getting up at 5 a.m. every Saturday, Sunday to open the Woolworths supermarket. Mm. Um, And I just wanted to get out there. And in the end, I put my connections to use and I got a job at Peninsula Health. Okay. Um, which for those of you that aren't familiar, that's um, public hospital. So it's Frankston Hospital, Rosebud Hospital, and I think it's about 11 other sites like integrated health along the peninsula. Okay. Um, and I did media and communications there. And I didn't live in the area. And when I got there, I realised that um, that the hospital didn't and the area itself didn't have the most positive view. Yeah. And I really wanted to change that. So... I looked into different ways that we could communicate with our audience and social media, not that I was at uni that long ago, but it just wasn't really a huge part of my degree. And I thought, well, why not, why not give this a go? Mm. Um, I was pretty hard starting it and getting it through um, like a hospital ranking system where it's very hierarchical, but eventually I did. And we started a Facebook page, a Twitter account and my personal favorite blogs so we had um, like nursing graduates blogging, we had pharmacists blogging, um, we had all different health professionals blogging and trying, like there was a few different reasons we did this. We wanted the public to see what they did in their day-to-day roles and to build that communication and relationship. Nice. We wanted to, I guess, communicate for students and uppercomers as well. We wanted them to go, yeah, I want to work for Peninsula Health. Um, and there are a few other elements and it really ended up being cross um, digital and traditional media because I would call up like the Pharmacist Association of Australia and say, hey, you know, we've got someone blogging. What can you do to show your support? And in the end, I had some of the bloggers featured in The Age, in the Department of Health magazine, in the local media. Um, and I'll never forget the gra- one of the nurses saying to me, You'll never guess I had someone present in emergency last night and go, hey, I read your blog. <laughs> um, and that I just loved that. And through that, people started saying to me, oh, who's doing their social media? And I'd say, oh, it's me. Mm. Um, and I had a few people then uh, ask me to run their, their social media. And, look, I felt, oh, wow, you know, I, I'm only in my mid-20s and I live out of home and, 
it's just overwhelming. I can't possibly do it on my own. So yeah. I left um, Peninsula Health and I went to a traditional public relations agency mm-hmm. um, and I, I worked in a few different agencies and <laughs> I realized that when I got there, people immediately put me straight into the social media role because no one really knew how to handle that. Um, and then uh, about a year, not that long ago really, I'd say a year ago I just said, you know what, I'm going to throw all of this in and I'm going to make social concepts my full-time job. It's going to be all I do. And well that's pretty much what I've done. So it's not it's not something that I'd thought about. Like if you'd said to me even four years ago, Jessica, you're going to own your own business, I would have laughed. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just been like a real progression. But now that I'm in this, I can't imagine ever going back to a standard nine to five job i can imagine yeah look and i mean it, it's come about that whole thing of, of solving a problem like the um the the health um field and that particular area that you're working in they didn't have um they didn't have any sort of um pr or any relationship with the public it was sort of just closed doors and no one could sort of see what's going on on a day-to-day basis and and you've used social media to to create that relationship and that connection with everybody on the outside and that solved a problem and also in turn created a business for you. So that's excellent. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny. Um, I just I look back on it with such fond memories and I get really excited talking about what happened at Peninsula Health and I'm really glad to see that they're following on with that and that their social media is, is, is continuing to be quite a success. Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, I started that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's excellent. All right, so you've started the business, Social Concepts. Um, can you wrap some numbers sort of around where you sort of started at? Was it just yourself and then where's it sort of up to today? Yeah, so I started Social Concepts um, about two and a half years ago. So I guess not not long. It feels like it's been a lifetime. Yeah. And it was just me at the start. And I quickly realized that um, I needed to partner with someone who had complementary skills to mine. So in the graphic design space and some web development skills. Mm-hmm. So I put up a job ad on social media, funnily enough. <laughs> um, Good idea. And I interviewed about, I think, about four people. Um, and what I really wanted was someone who had their own business, their own skill sets, and we could come together and form some kind of partnership. Excellent. Uh, I found someone very quickly that fit the bill perfectly. Yep. Um, and while we maintain separate businesses, we do a lot of our work together and our clients would probably think of this as one business mm-hmm. um, and her name's Leanne from Orico Marketing. I better mention her. Nice <laughs> um, work. And together we share um, a few team members. They are technically um, contractors but it's very similar to a um, employee-employer relationship. Okay. So our contractors, the ones that, that have business cards through us, they have both the Social Concepts logo and the Orico logo on it to kind yeah. of gel that. We did explore kind of consolidating our businesses, but we already had our own uh, reputations and credibility. Yeah. And it seems to be working the way it is. So well, at the it. moment, sorry. To no, you're right. Go for it. At the moment, we've got, I'd say, myself, Leanne, Kelly, um, and Becky. They're our core team members. So there's two others aside from us. And we have two other um, people that we bring on for special projects um, in the areas of like HR, how social media impacts the workplace, um, and a few different specializations that we just want to bring someone in with some extra skill sets with. Yeah, excellent. Um, 
I was going to say you've done a really great job in in sort of um, recruiting there, like and making partnerships that um, you haven't just gone ahead and, and hired the f- first person that's going to sort of help out. You've actually um, gone and sourced someone that can help grow the business, and they've got their own skills, and um, I'm sure that's uh, contributed heaps to the success that you you've got now. Oh, it's been amazing. I couldn't actually uh, honestly recommend that more. Mm. Um, you know, we're we're business. Um, business people to one another first and foremost but we have become great friends and you know you have to spend so much time together following strategies for the future of the business but you know someone finds out about Leanne's skill set and then you know we talk to them about social media vice versa they come to me for social and we end up doing a website for them and um, it's just I, I, I couldn't do it without her, to be honest. No, that's excellent. That's excellent. When you first started out, was that from – were you working from home at that stage or did you have your own little shop or office space? Yeah, I was working full-time still at Peninsula Health okay. and then I was just working in the evenings in my home office. Yep. Um, and then I made the jump to – a part-time office earlier this year um, and what that meant for us was we had a space we could just use a few times a week because um, I just didn't want to always be in the home office. Yeah. And then about two months ago, I just said, you know what, I'm ready <laughs> and I moved into a beautiful business complex um, in Mary Warren, Victoria. Uh, and it's called the Waterman Building and it's amazing. It's really changed our business in a short time. So there's heaps of businesses here. We've all got our own contained offices um, and there's a gym here. There's meeting rooms. There's even a jungle meeting room. <laughs> um, Sounds it, pretty awesome. Oh, it is. I feel so happy to come here and for me it was really important to get that home life, work life separation. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much it happens still, but I'm trying. That's I love it. my work, so. Oh, that's excellent. Congrats on uh, on getting that far. It's a great job. Thanks. All right, so can we talk a little bit about um, social media and what it can do for um, someone just starting out? Maybe they've got a business idea or they've already got an established business, but social media isn't really high on their agenda at the moment. What sort of What sort of tips and things can people do to really help boost their business through social media? Wow, that, that's that's a really great question, Anthony. And there's so much you can do. And I think first and foremost, if you're starting out, I'm a really big stickler for strategy, yep. uh, which I think is something that many businesses, both large and small, do not do in relation to social media. Um, one of the first things I ask a, a potential client is, you know, are you on social media and how is it working for you? And they often say, look, it's just not working. And then mm. I say, okay, well, what do you, what, what's your objective? And I would say eight out of 10 times people look at me like confused, what do you mean? And I say, well, do you want it to drive traffic to your website? Do you want it to be an awareness building tool? Um, and they've never really considered why they actually have to be there, just that they know they have to be. Yeah. So I'm really stickler for strategy. What do you want? And then secondly, how can you actually measure that? It's really important to have goals that are measurable. So it's one thing to say, I, I want to grow to, you know, I want to grow my followers. But by how many? By by 100, by 200? What tactics are you going to implement to, to, to do that? Yeah. So I'm, I'm really big for strategy. And I guess the next thing I would recommend for particularly startups is, don't have a location everywhere. Um, 
Social media is huge and you can find yourself on Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook very quickly with no time to post on them. Exactly. Pick one or two, do them really well. If you've got time and you're managing them, add another one. Um, Yeah. yeah, and I think um, there's there's different types of businesses. Um, there's a there's a social platform that will suit your your business or your product or your service better than others will. Isn't that right? Oh, definitely. And I think as well, it's also about knowing who your target audience is yep. and, and where are they. Like if you're if you're an entrepreneurial person um, and you know you're you're a personal brand, Twitter may be the best place for you. Mm. Whereas you know if you're a product reaching out to consumers, you may want to show that off on Instagram. So Yeah, exactly. I think um I think if you've got um you've got a business, you need to make sure that I mean obviously everybody knows now or should know that social media is is a must for your business and, and to grow it. But I think if people sometimes do get a little confused and they think, oh there's so many different platforms, I've got to be over all of them, <laughs> I've got to be posting all day but yeah, it can be a lot simpler than that. And if you do just stick to two or three platforms that suit your business, if you've got a product that you can take photos of and it's very visual, then yeah, you definitely want to be on like Instagram and Pinterest and those mm. those sort of accounts. Whereas if you're if you're posting to Twitter, it's probably not going to work so so well for you, like you mentioned. So definitely choosing that platform's a good thing to start with. Consistency is is the other thing I'd add. Like you know, you see a lot of businesses who might post <laughs> four times in a row. And then yeah. you don't hear from them for a week. Yeah. And then you're old news. So um, I guess that's the, the, the third tip that I'd really give um, all businesses, not just startups, is be consistent. If you can commit to three to four posts a week, stick with that. And then if you're doing that really well, add in another one. But don't just go five this week, one next week. It doesn't work. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think um, that's almost sort of like where... Um, the social media co- coaching comes in like it's and some mentoring and, and knowing what you're doing because it's becoming so um, it, the the different ways and the different platforms it's all growing continuously and platforms like Twitter you need to be posting sort of regularly a, a few times a day because mm. um, your content will disappear from the feed so you need to be posting regularly whereas on on a Facebook page or somewhere like that it doesn't disappear so quickly. So you don't need to be posting every hour or something like that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, excellent. Um, let's talk about um, what social media has has enabled you to do. Like, I mean, obviously, we talked just before we started recording about the fact that you're doing some uni lecturing and things like that. So where has social media sort of, um, where's, what doors has it opened up for you? Um. Well, it's opened up a lot and I think as you mentioned I'm I'm lecturing in public relations and social media. Uh it's it's quite funny. I'm actually lecturing the same degree that I undertook as a student. Okay. <laughs> so it's kind of surreal sometimes to think, Well, I was studying this myself just a few years ago. Yeah, the one I'm standing um, up here. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fun, uh, and I love it. And I got this position through LinkedIn. So okay. Um, I I made it a, a mission to kind of connect with my lecturers while I was at university and then I stayed in touch with them. And just the other day uh, I received um, an email through LinkedIn from my honours supervisor. So I'm really a big believer in making yourself known and connecting with the right kind of people. And I just saw it posted by one of my former lecturers, look, we need... We need um, 
we need a few lectures for social media and PR, mm-hmm. um, apply here. So I applied um, and I got it instantly. So and Social I've had media other, works again. Yeah, I've had other positions through social media um, and oh, I've, I've met the most amazing people. Mm-hmm. You know, I've connected with yourself, um, Nicole Matiche. Uh, I, I, I met her on Twitter a few years ago and she's been a great connection. Excellent. Um, and Trevor Young, the PR warrior. Yep. You know, started following him on social media and now I have a relationship with him in real life where we do work together. Um, and I just feel like it's a really good opportunity to um, social media kind of takes away those boundaries of connecting with the prominent people in your industry. Mm. And I, I, that's probably my favorite thing from both professional and personal. You can reach out to, um, to anyone really um, and try and cut through the clutter and, and get a reaction. The power of social media. It's fantastic, isn't it? Oh, it is. It what, is. About, what about, um, so what can social concepts do for um, someone like myself, like um, starting up a side business, um, trying to build a brand? What sort of things um, do social concepts offer in the way of coaching or mentoring or, or that sort of thing? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked that, Anthony, because, look, we, we do do social media management like a, a number of other social media businesses, but what we're trying to build out, our differentiating factor around is our coaching and mentoring. Mm-hmm. We're really passionate about educating small businesses um, and telling, or teaching them, not telling them, teaching them and walking, walking through with them how they can build what we call a meaningful social media presence. Okay. Um, I worked in, in a few traditional PR agencies and in traditional roles prior to this and I found that typically they don't want to teach obviously because they want the clients to keep coming back to them whereas I, I want the opposite. I want to work with you and I want to teach you how to do everything that I can do um, because then you're happy and that makes me happy and that, that that works best for us. I love the whole education field. I mean, it comes through in my teaching. Um, this is actually my second business. I did have a tutoring business while I was at university where I tutored primary and secondary okay. and I, I didn't realise till recently when I was looking through, oh, my gosh, everything that I've done in the last few years is all related back to teaching and education. Yep, yeah. Uh, so... When, when we work with a small business, um, different businesses have different needs. We don't really have standard ways of working with businesses because a lot of it depends on, on how many people are in the business, um, what their objectives are. But usually, as I mentioned, we'd always start with strategy and putting together what are the goals we want to achieve, how can we measure those, what are limitations, um, so time may be an issue for some businesses, how can we work around that? Yep. Uh, we'll go through tools with them. We'll review. It, there's just so many different things that, yeah, we can do. You've got the, the flexibility um, by the sounds of things to be able to tailor it to different businesses and, and just yeah. provide the support where they need it, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some some clients come in for a few sessions and just listen to us and we walk, walk through stuff. Yep. Others really want that hand-holding support. So uh, one of my clients at the moment we've been working with for six months, we have what I call coaching sessions with a whole team of people, um, usually every fortnight. Okay. And um, and we review what's gone on in the, in the previous week or fortnight, what, what they can do differently next time. Um, what they can optimize. We're talking about content strategies, uh, 
so yeah, we, we we like to be flexible. It's really important for me that that the clients that come to us have a range of options. Yeah, excellent. Sounds fantastic. Look, just just before we wrap up, I do want to ask: Do you have a, a biggest success story so far in your career? Mm. Do, you, do you have something that really stands out? Is something something that you're really proud of that um, might have come out of social concepts or through uni lecturing or something that you something that you're really proud of? <laughs> that's that's a hard one because not, I feel really proud of a few different things. Um, I think for me. The uni lecturing probably is my biggest thing. I'm really passionate, obviously, about education. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually trying to incorporate all of this into social concepts. And I really would love to, I've got some really big goals for social concepts. And I want to kind of um, help the students who come out of university and are in a situation like I was where I, where I really struggled to get employment. Mm. Um, so I, I would really love to kind of hire students that have just come out of university and are looking for their start in, in the industry. Um, and I, I am in touch with a lot of my students. I've been teaching or lecturing for about two years now um, and I have successfully placed a few of them in roles outside of social concepts but I've helped them gain employment. Okay. Um, and I, that just makes me so happy and so excited. I want to, I want to help and inspire those people. Yeah, look, I mean, that's what Open for Business is all about, and um, it's exactly why I got you uh, on the show today. Um, you're helping, um, helping young people um, if they're finding it tough to get a job or finding a position, finding out where they want to get to in the world. Um, you've done a great job uh, in your career so far, and the fact that you're helping out other people is fantastic as well. So uh, we really do appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having a chat to us. Um, if anybody does want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Um, you can get in touch with me via email. Yep. It's jessica at socialconceptsconsulting.com. I know it's a long one. That's all <laughs> or right. Or via Twitter, which is socialconceptsj. Excellent. Well, we'll pop all those links in the show notes so people don't have to worry about uh, remembering that one. They can uh, they can grab that on the show notes. Beautiful. Jess, thanks so much for sharing your story today and we really appreciate your time. Thanks, Anthony. So that was Jess from Social Concepts Consulting. What did you think of that one? Great interview there. I think Jess is a really down-to-earth person, such a lovely person, and she's really doing a great job in building her business and building her brand by helping other businesses create creating meaningful social media. So there's lots of things that um, Social Concepts Consulting can help us with. Um, social media coaching and development, uh, they can help with graphic design, photography, they can help with your blogging, they can help with social media health checks, um, they like to do um, training and they like to do um, consulting as well. So. If you need um, someone to help you out with your social media, if you want someone to have a look over it, um, they can do that for a small fee. They'll help create a strategy for you. They'll let you know how your social media is tracking and what you can do to improve it. So fantastic business running there. Jess is doing a great job and uh, we wish them all the best uh, into the future. So top learnings for this week, guys. There's four this week and the first one is... It's okay to be unsure of what you want to do when you grow up. 
So just like Jess mentioned at the top of the interview, um, she was in and out of uni several times doing several different courses and she just couldn't land a course that she was really passionate about and that she could see herself doing over a long period of time. Um, but it all worked out for her in the end. She got some experience, she went and did a few other things, and um, she's really passionate about social media, and that's what she's built her business around. So it's okay if you're heading out of school or you're already in university uh, and you're not sure what you what you want to do. Um, I was in the same boat. I went to university and started doing uh, a degree in health sciences. I knew I wanted to do something sort of in the sports area at the time, um, but Look at look at what's happened to me. I'm now working full time in a small business, and uh, and I'm creating uh, a brand and a podcast through Open for Business in my extra time, in my spare time. So that's a long way from a career in uh, in sports and health medicine. So, guys, it's uh, it is okay to be unsure of what you want to do. There's plenty of time to uh, to make a decision, and um, it's all about finding something that you're passionate about. Learning number two. Finding the solution to a problem is another way of generating a business idea. That is Jess's whole story. She came up with a solution to help the uh, that health organization to connect and tell their story through social media. So she solved their problem. They were able to connect with the local community and, uh, and she's taken that skills and the knowledge that she has and turned it into a business. Good stuff. Learning number three. Surround yourself with partnerships that will support and help grow your business or your brand. So when Jess um, founded Social Concepts Consulting, she went and she looked for other people like Leanne and Kelly to help grow her business. But she looked for people that would add extra areas of expertise to the business. So she didn't go out and find someone who was just great in social media. She went out and she found Leanne and Kelly, who both have different skill sets. Leanne does lots in graphic design and things in that area. And Kelly's done a lot of experience with travel and social media and building um, building a brand through social media. So they've both got different um, talents that they can offer, different areas of expertise, and that helps grow the business and expand the business and uh, helps Social Concepts Consulting offer a complete package as far as services goes to help us guys out with our social media. So think about that, guys. Surround yourself with partnerships that can help grow your business or brand. And the last one, top learning number four, yesterday's fears could become tomorrow's strengths. I'll say that one again. Yesterday's fears could become tomorrow's strengths. So Jess, when she was young, loved singing. Standing up on stage and singing in front of people, that held her back. That was one of her fears. She didn't want to get up and speak and and sing in front of people. What is she doing now? She's a university lecturer, amongst other things. She gives talks, seminars, obviously lectures at university, and uh, and that is all talking to uh, a crowd and being in front of a crowd. So she's gotten over that fear, and it's now she does something that she's passionate about by talking to people. And, um, and providing seminars. And uh, it was her fear yesterday, but today it's her strength. So you have to believe in yourself, guys. There we are, this week's top four learnings. Now, do I sound quiet, guys? Am I quiet this week? 
Well, there is a good reason for that, and that is that I'm recording the intro and outro, not the actual interview, but I'm recording the bits before and after the um, interview this week from a hotel room. Yep, that's right. I'm not at Open for Business HQ back at home. I'm on the road this uh, this weekend, and uh, I've brought the microphone along. I've brought the MacBook. Uh, the show stops for no man. It's a weekly podcast. You guys want to have that show each and every Tuesday. So uh, the podcast has gone on the road, and I'm recording from my hotel room. So that's why I'm trying to keep it down a little bit. I don't want to get any noise complaints from next door. But I really do love this world of podcasting. It's audio on demand. You can listen to it whenever you like. I can record it from anywhere. All I need is a microphone. And uh, and we can produce this Open for Business podcast each and every week for you guys. And hopefully, it's providing tons and tons of awesome value. Well, that about wraps us up for another episode, guys. Next week on the show, we are talking to a very famous entrepreneur, fellow that goes by the name of Nathan Chan. Nathan Chan from Founder Mag is going to be on the show. I, uh, I'm super excited to bring this episode to you. Nathan is, uh, is a well-known entrepreneur who has his own online magazine as well as a podcast. Um, it's, you can find the magazine at foundermag.com and uh, you can learn all about Nathan there before you listen in next week and check out the interview we did. We talked to Nathan about lots of things uh, in regards to being an entrepreneur in today's world and uh, tackling um, some really high-profile experts um, that he's had in his uh, in his podcast and also in his magazine. So we dive right into uh, into Nathan's experience with entrepreneurship and uh, and the success that he's creating around it. So lots of gold in that interview, guys. Um, make sure you check it out. Um, and to never miss another episode of this podcast, all you've got to do is head over to iTunes and hit the subscribe button. Oh, and while you're there, please leave a rating and review. It really does help this show. It bumps it up the rankings and uh, it gets the show noticed by more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the show can grow and the better it can become. That would be awesome, guys. Thanks very much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. There's lots of other podcasts out there that you could be listening to. The fact that you've chosen to uh, chosen to listen in to this podcast, I'm honored. Uh, thank you very much. I hope you got lots out of it. Make sure you tune in next week. We'll do it all again. Until then... Stay motivated, keep working towards your goals, and we'll catch you over on episode number seven. 